every single Friday. Our friends at the Dairy Queens of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park, that's Palisades, Nemeo, Newcastle, Westmount, and Baseline Road, give us an opportunity to blow off a little steam. Uh, Real talkers, here is where you can bring the heat. We want your hot takes, right? Courtesy of the DQs of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park, we present the Flamethrower. These are real emails to talk at ryanjesperson.com. This one from Lorraine. I love this. She writes in, nice and simple, says, how about as uh, humankind, how about worldwide, we forget about artificial intelligence and spend more of our time concentrating on fixing natural stupidity. We have an abundance of work to resolve there. Lorraine says, keep it up. Thanks for all the work you do to keep it real. Thank you, Lorraine. This one from Mr. Dad, who didn't like us commenting on Edmonton City Councilor Jennifer Rice. Of course, she's got to reckon with a whole lot of allegations right now, as you may know if you've been watching this show or reading the papers over the past week. Mr. Dad says, Jespo, I was very disappointed with your coverage of the allegations against Councilor Rice. I have no idea how he tre- how she treats her staff, says Mr. Dad. <laughs> My words now. Don't let that get in the way of you taking issue with it, Mr. Dad. But still, back to his email says, but if you want to witness truly indisputable and despicable acts of tyranny, entitlement, and bullying, I encourage you to watch the public hearings for Edmonton's new zoning bylaw that went down in October. Hundreds of citizens attended this event at their own time and expense to voice their concerns with this half-baked plan. Most of these concerns centered around the curious lack of regulatory control over ensuring affordable and sustainable development outcomes, despite those issues being framed as the main arguments for triggering the zoning bylaw overhaul. He says, I was shocked and disgusted by City Council's condescending, combative, and dismissive reactions to this feedback. The only councillors that demonstrated any level of respect or understanding were Jennifer Rice and Karen Principe. Councillor Rice has won the support of many Edmontonians and maybe one of only a few councillors to survive the next election, despite the current narrative against her. She deserves immense credit for standing up to her tone-deaf chambermates, and I question the timing of this smear campaign as a form of punishment and intimidation to silence her. In the future, please resist prematurely passing judgment on others based on one-dimensional gossip. That from Mr. Dad. Typically, on the flamethrower, I like to read it and move on, but I'm going to say a few things. If you think that I make my comments without insider information and credible reports from people that I'm not going to go any further in describing who they are, but it's 20 years in this field, pal. You got another thing coming. And second of all, I would guarantee you that she's not going to win the next election. I would guarantee you that she's going to get beat the next election based on the fact that she's burned through 19 staffers in two years and... I think you're right on one thing, Mr. Dad. Half this council is going to lose its job next election. This one from Emily, who says, give me a break, all this talk about political parties at City Hall, political parties at the municipal level. I know my city councillor. She's been amazingly responsive to every single one of my concerns, down to the nitty-gritty details, like why they cut down a big tree in front of the library. I consistently see her out and about, opening supportive housing, at community league events, at art fair, on the LRT. I like her ideas and her work ethic and availability. She didn't name the counselor, by the way, or we'd give the counselor credit. But Emily says, I love this, and I hate to think that she would have to follow a party line just because. No thanks. I've met the mayor on a few occasions. I have nothing but respect. Other past counselors, not so much. My point is that they were all present, attentive, and responsive, meeting and greeting even after they got elected. And I don't think that would be the case if they were part of an armchair political party. No thanks. That from Emily. This one from Derek, who says, all this talk about an Alberta pension plan, Jespo. I'm from Ontario, but I did live and work in Calgary for 11 years. I'm now back in Ontario, 
Good morning and happy uh, holidays to our real talkers in other provinces across the country. Derek says we have a family with no plans to leave Ontario. That 50% or whatever it is that's being floated by proponents for the APP includes like 50 grand that's been contributed by me and employers on my behalf. I contribute more now as a tradesperson in Ontario and I don't plan on leaving. I won't stand for my pension balance for my years in Alberta going into an APP should they create one. Albertans should remember there are many workers like me who Danielle Smith uses to inflate her numbers and the ones who buy into her plans would be stupid to forget this. That from Derek. And this from Justin who's taking aim at the town of Westlock in Alberta. You may have heard that Westlock is going to be voting on banning pride flags and pride painted sidewalks. Justin says, over the past week, since we've read about the town council voting on removing this crosswalk and banning the flags, I've been absolutely embarrassed by friends from all around the world commenting on this. The fact that you're using time and resources on this vote is a disgrace. Comments I've been texted by friends and family have been like, is this actually happening? Or am I seeing this out of context? Another comment I saw was, sad to see how homophobic this town continues to be. Uh, Justin says, I'm a young adult and I moved here roughly 10 years ago and I'm raising a young family here. And the fact that there are kids here in schools that are already struggling because they have a feeling that they're not the same as some of their other classmates, probably scared to come out to their parents and now having to understand why people who don't even know them would hate them just because they have feelings that they can't control. This town is like every small and large town in Alberta that has bigots and radical behavior, but by having the town council not stand up for what's right for all Westlock citizens is absolutely unacceptable. Justin says this town and its council are being made out to be a joke across the rest of Alberta and across the country this past week, and I'm not even going to try to defend it. The fact there's already going to be a vote means you have already failed kids and adults in this town, but I'm sure hoping that council realizes the damage they've already done and votes to keep everybody included. That from Justin. You can send us your flamethrower to talk at ryanjesperson.com every single Friday or this week because Friday's off, it's on a Thursday. It's presented by the Dairy Queens of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park. I got a hosting gig tomorrow. Johnny's got work to do as well, which means the next episode of Real Talk's going to be on a Monday. We'll check in with Charles Adler. Plus, we're going to talk to an academic who's going to talk to us about this new deal. You see the $100 million deal around C18? It looks like the feds are making peace with the big social media platforms, but... That deal was on offer a year ago, so who screwed up and what are the implications? That's coming up on Monday's Real Talk. We hope you'll join us then.